describes acts of extreme violence in graphic detail and may include discussions about demonology and the occult, topics that caused widespread panic during the 1980s. This content may not be suitable for children under the age of 50. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Previously on Grog Talk. Our mascot for the 2022 GrogCon for the uh, tournament we're hosting is a bronze dragon. Congratulations, bronze dragon. You are the winner. This is it. The Assassin's Guild House. Oh, hold on. This is it. That's suspense music. Go ahead. This is it. Make no mistake. But you still have to deal with the guards outside. So apparently... There's just like one last one in the Assassin's Guild. There's not like a lot of stuff happening in right, there. It's right. a one-room it's a dungeon. One room. <laughs> so like a quite big room. That's it's a clubhouse. A, that's it. It's a clubhouse. Assassin's Guild clubhouse. So the Assassin's Guild turns out to be like two half-works. Right. Sitting around. <laughs> I'm lawful evil. Oh, so I just split my head open all over Thanksgiving dinner. The So after he's gloating at, at yeah. his diabolical plan to murder... The, the benevolent people of the Wampanoag, after they helped him, uh, helped his, the Plymouth colonists figure out how to survive during last winter, celebrating with dung and cheese. And putrid, <laughs> putrid smell and smoky. Right. He appears behind me. I never even saw him in the smoke. He He's like behind him. me. He never saw and totally axe murdered him. It was just black. Right. I just never, I never knew what happened. Never saw what happened. Never saw it. Edward Winslow dead. I think I'm going to be sick. Grog Talk. I'm James. And I'm Dan. Where are we from today, Dan? I need you to roll a die to determine that. Roll a die? A D38, because, James, we're going to be starting next year. Well, actually, starting now. We're going to be taking Grog Talk on the road. Okay. We're going to be touring different establishments from the early 80s. Mm -hmm. So please, listeners, viewers, if you had a location that you tended to frequent to buy your Dungeons and Dragons materials right. in 1982, let us know. Yep. We would be happy to consider visiting that locale right. and having the show. They're like a game day right. on it's ESPN, like, right? <laughs> Am I the, cor- the Corso, right? Uh, uh, Lee Corso. <laughs> Lee Corso, yeah, you're Lee Corso. I've got to get some hats. <laughs> That's right. Pick the winner Yeah, for a random encounter. It's yeah. going to be the lich. That's right. It's going to be. That's right. Versus the uh, centipede. I'm going, I feel like I'm going on a limb. I'm going to say the lich one, so. You know, well, if you're Lee Corso, you're picking the centipede, because I think he's almost always wrong. <laughs> so what I'm, we're going to start with 
a there is an uh, an advertisement or a listing of hobby shops right. in Dragon Magazine, December 1981. So could you please roll a D38? Now, obviously, starting from this point, oh come uh, on, D38. Just Go keep ahead. rolling. Just keep rolling the percentile. That's what I do. Oh, I see. I see. Right yes. until you. Sure. Come on. I like See, it. See, you're all thinking like it's got to be 44. perfect. 44. Two hours later. <laughs> wah, wah. 59. <laughs> that show's great. 48. We don't even know where we're from yet. Now, this is actually my brother's. <laughs> one, one time he listens, I no, took you no, two hours. Out. You're supposed to be using the Christmas oh, dice. Christ, Christmas oh, dice. They haven't been out in two years. <laughs> oh, they're full of like fecal matter. It's going to be like the uh, monster cereal. Next right, year. So, so I, I, we ate that, by the way. We got someone ate it. Well, so. I have three more boxes. Oh, Somebody. Did. It just disappeared. Just, okay. 93. 82. <laughs> 59. 39. Come on. No, 38 or 39? Oh, please be. 38. You got to be kidding me. This is terrible. 20. Thank you. All that. I got to write this down where we're from so we can't be there again. You can't make this up, James. Mm-hmm. Number one, we are in the state of Minnesota. Oh, yeah, Minnesota. Okay. So, yeah. so Vic should probably know this, right? Mm-hmm. It's we're from, it's in Edina, though I don't know where Edina How is. How do you spell that? E D I N A. It sounds E-D- like your aunt. E D I N A. Aunt Edina. Aunt Edina. Mm-hmm. I'm not making this up. You ready for this? Yep. Games by James. Games. Oh, welcome. We're here at Games by James. All right. I love it. Yes. Across from Southdale SC. I don't know what South, I don't know what SC means. Shopping center? Thank you. You're good. Thank you. Your boy, the 80s. The 80s? So we are at Games by James. We're across from the Southdale Shopping Center in Adena, Minnesota. Now, what I wanted to do is I wanted to call these places. Right. But my spouse suggested we don't do that. You'd be waking up people. It's the wrong number. She didn't like that idea. So we're not going to call games by James. Well, it's only uh, 7 a.m. there, plus or minus. Would you call? I'm not calling. No, I'm, I'm not scared. I'm not either. I can't. I mean, no, we're not going to call them. They're definitely closed on a Saturday. Well, that's true. But, uh, oh, the Chamberlain's on. Uh, Menion is on. The Angry Monk is on. Our dear friend Castle Entertainment is on, Carlos. Mm-hmm. So it's... Mr. Great. Castle Entertainment. Mr. Castle Entertainment, exactly. <laughs> Mr. Castle. So... Um, Let's get through announcements because we have a lot of folks on. So uh, GrogCon 22, we, we need a name for the bronze dragon, right? And we need a picture. We, we know, do. We know someone's working on the picture because they've volunteered. But if you want to name it, please submit your names to info at grogcon.com. And then we, if there's more than one entry, we will roll for it randomly to figure uh, out what the name is. Of course. It could, it, you could put in Dragon McDragon Face if you'd like. That would be fine. Mm-hmm. But if you have a good name, that would be great. Um, we talked to Craig from Crucible. It's probably going to be the first weekend of October, but the date has not been confirmed. When the date is confirmed, we will po- update the website, update the hotel information. And um, again, for there were some questions on Discord. You've been out to the Discord. Look how many people are on Discord now. It's, it's amazing. It is a lot. It seems to be, on average, about... 42 or so. <laughs> right. Well, I think that's a lot. That is I wasn't a lot. kidding. I thought that's, I think that's a lot. There's a lot of people out there, which mm-hmm. is awesome. So, uh, oh, Carlos, our dear friend, Carlos Mondragon from, from south of us, Indeed. south of the States. Our geography is always a little sketchy. Mm-hmm. But um, there was a question. Of, yes, if you are a Electrum tier member or higher, 
we will obviously pay for your admission to GrogCon because that's part of the perks of being a patron of that level. So book start thinking about first week of October. In the meantime, you should prepare for DaveCon. Our dear friend, Vic Dorso, April 8th through the 10th in Minneapolis, actually a suburb of Minneapolis, is it, at games, is it at Games by James? No, but it's this. What he didn't call it the source, which is the other place. He, game Centers is the name of the thing. Um, he was on Jason's podcast going over uh, Dave Kahn and the history and that. It was a great uh, listen, and we're very excited for Vic. He obviously saw us two idiots run a convention and thought, that's pretty simple. That's really what, that's really, that was our plan of how to expand first edition or keep it alive and expand the number of conventions was to put one on right. to lead people to understand this, they could easily do better. It's, it's right. It's, 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 it's worth James. If these morons can do it, they clearly anyone could do better. It's and, and you can see in his mind as he's looking around, like, this is what they did. It's really not that, really not that hard. So in the meantime, you can go onto our Discord and Grognards Guild, or uh, or on the Meetup Grognards Guild, the Central Florida Grognards Guild, which is the meetup that you set up. Mm-hmm. If you want to start playing online, playing by post, or playing in person, mm-hmm. if you're in the Florida area, or if you're anywhere else, if you need a meetup spot, we'd be more than happy to give you access to it, so you could set up a meetup to play old school games. Back in the day, play by mail. Did you actually just, I think I might have asked you this question. I can't remember. You actually just wrote it and mailed it and it came back? Like it would take forever. Well, that's how it was back then. Things mm-hmm. took forever. I mean, I, I, we were commenting. I waited for my new phone and it took a month. And I was like, where are we in the 50s again? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you watch Christmas Story and they're waiting for the Oval Team Dakota ring and it takes oh, months. If it's, if it, yeah, if it's not there the next day, you're upset. So I don't, I never played by post. D and D. My brother, my older brother, had they they had all these computer games. They basically came out on index cards, and they were uh, computerly generated. Like his was Gangs of New York, and so you had to say my gang member is going to the liquor store, uh, you know, to get money, and mm-hmm. he's going to fight this other gang, and we're going to recruit a gang. And you put these things, and you would mail it back, and then a month later they'd say, "Yeah, Bob got." I mean, it takes D&D games now, it takes the party two hours just to get through the front door. Right. Okay. That's yeah, I, 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 I think we should look into it, but clearly people did play it that way. Because we may want to have a play-by-mail. You know where I'm going with this. Yes. Do we want to have an actual play-by-mail. Play-by-mail. Not play-by-discord. By, by of course, but. James, you'd have to use a post office box. <laughs> we wouldn't want to give anyone our, right. our address. Yeah, so. They would come, because they would mob, it would be like, you know, outside, you know, <laughs> so. they, They'd be wanting to see the house. Like the Pope waiting for the smoke. They'd be wanting to know what happened because yeah. you'd have to be sit there. They'd be and camping out. out. They'd be, that's right, waiting we, for it. Are those people in the front yard? Oh, it's well, In my neighborhood, it's apparently their blow-up uh, inflatables for Christmas. There mm. is, people have lost their minds here in my neighborhood. I thought that was a thing that went away, but apparently not. So that's, that's, that's James's neighborhood. A lot of the inflatable... Just to give you a picture. That's right. Just think gaudy inflatables. We got them. We got... And palm trees. Maybe because I don't have small kids anymore. Maybe if I had, you know, if Nico yeah, was... Yeah, cut it out. If he was five do? or six, I'd, I'd have more of them. All right. Well, should we... At this point in time, should we... Um, do you want to... Can I give you my present? Or do you want to... Oh, you change? want to change presents? Sure. Okay. <coughs> but there's one more thing we have to talk about. I apologize. We skipped it. But you wanted to initiate where it's going to do something new this year for 1982. Yes. That. What we're going to do is 
Oh, oh, indeed. This is a big announcement. Right. This is a big announcement. So this I skipped is, over it, so I apologize. No, not at all. And so what, what we would like to do is we would like to create a map of the Grog Empire. Right. And so we have... Not based in the, in the, on the Earth. No, not based on the Earth. So what we have done is we have solicited we have solicited the yeah. help in drawing a sketch of the map from two of our patrons who have agreed, right? Yes, I guess, right? I think they have. I have to check the email traffic, so I maybe I think they I think they did. I think they said yes. So the chancellor her noble sagacity Archduchess, illustrious slaughterer of Whitehall, mm-hmm. and the Chancellor, his astonishing almightiness, emperor, terrible silencer of Westham, or it could be West Ham, right. have agreed to draw a sketch of the world. And what we'll do then is we're going to take that sketch. We've asked that it be divided into sections or regions <clears throat> based upon the number of patrons we have. Well, I wanted to discuss that. We should probably have some room for growth. We should have some room for right. Some some empty empty lots. So always, you know, gotta have some empty lots. Phase two. We'll sell them. We'll auction them off. Right. So we'll have some extra space for some additional patrons. But so anyone who is a patron, right now, right, you can you can select, and we will have. Some sort of draft, basically, right. probably, right, based upon your tier. Mm-hmm. You might want to pick the biggest region. We've asked that some regions be large, some be small, right. some be next to the water, some not be, some, some be, be near mountains. Landlocked, some be in the swamp. Something like Luxembourg. <laughs> yeah, a little swamp in the middle, who, of course, will be attacked. Right, by everyone else. By everyone else. So, and, and when we get this map, and then people can select, we'll have them select their regions and submit a little description of their region, much like you would see in the, right, in Greyhawks. Was it the Gazetteer? Yes. So what Dan is saying. Oh, very, in, in a long-winded way. We want to re- replicate the, Gazet- the world of Greyhawk Gazetteer for ourselves. Exactly. A, a Grog Empire version of it. So what you would identify, well, <laughs> we'll send the information out that you would need to identify. And then, hopefully, what we will do is we'll take that sketch what people have selected, and I guess they can pick the name of their location right. as they see fit. They can name the location. They can give a brief description and kind of things just like they did in the Gazetteer. Exactly. And then we'll take this, and hopefully the goal anyway, the plan, is to hire a professional at a reasonable price. Or not. Or not. We don't care. And then have that person, I think, James, I think they're called a cartographer. Yeah, like Darlene. Yeah, or or Darlene. Right. I'm not saying it's going to be Darlene, but, but that'd be pretty amazing. That'd be amazing. Um, and then have them create the map, and then maybe have that available at Grog. That is the goal. 2022. That's the goal. That is the goal. That is the goal. So we're having basically these are <clears throat> uh, John Hubbard's children, mm-hmm. who Henry came to to the to the GrogCon last year. I think Claiborne is going to try to come this year. Right. They're going to draw the map, come up with what it is, because this is supposed to be a family event. 
then those portions will then be, uh, I don't say auction, we'll figure out some way to hand them out to people. Mm-hmm. They, you all will name them if you're, in, if you're part of the Grog Empire, if you're an active member of the Grog Empire, you get to get a spot, you get to name it, you get to say what it's about, put the cities in it, whatever, and I'm sure it's going to be great because some places will be like really description and someone else, will, they will, they'll never respond, it'll be just blank. <laughs> Unknown. <laughs> Unknown. Unknown. Oh. Right. Has not been mapped. We know, the, we know who runs it, but we have no idea what's in it. Right. And then we're going to compile all that together, and we're going to make that a, a product for people to buy. And then, let's be clear, we expect people, if they're going to write an adventure, right. we would expect it. It has to be in the, in the world of the Grog Empire. That's right. We'd expect Everything it to be Everything will now be in the Grog Empire. Right. So there it is. All right, so Carlos says, Carlos pressed a friend of mine, if you want to make it happen, it can happen. There you go. Perfect. Thank you, sir. Uh, yes. We, we would be, I think that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Yes. Well, Wouldn't it? So part one is going to happen. Oh, and also, if you want, you could also send in a little sketch of your, of your crest. Right. Because I thought one of them... Well, some, most of them have a crest, and I would work oh. with them to make the crest. There you go. There you go. That would be pretty amazing. So if they wanted to redo their crest, I have no problem with that, too. Okay. But, but, no, but if they've got a crest, so there it is. That would be amazing. That was the reason why I used to, I made them. I, I'm behind on my crest making, but I have to, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you know, it's coming from the Far East. It's on a shipping container. I understand. So that's, that's the excuse I've been giving to people. It's been taking a long time. So that is the exciting oh. news for us. And the one thing, and of we course. Probably should, we probably need to publish this through Smolding Dung Games. Probably. And I, so Rob is hearing about this right now. Exactly. So another project that we have no control over him. He's a completely separate entity. Right. But, but I assume he says what an amazing idea. So he's, I, I assume he's down. And I've told, um, I've told the sketch makers that they should. So the chance. Oh, they're both chancellors. Yeah. I remember that. That was our era of many chancellors. Right. The era of many chancellors. The era of many chancellors. Yes. So someone has to write the lore. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> the lore of the year, the heir of many chancellors. So we, we have told the, the noble sagacity, archduchess, illustrious, and the astonishing almightiness, emperor, terrible silencer, that there needs to somewhere, not necessarily in the center, but somewhere, right. there needs to be like the free city of Longwood. The free city of Longwood, that's right. Now, because you know, the, Grog, the Grog Talk Studios... Is in Longwood. And I thought that was a good name. That, right. that has sort of a... It, it's very medieval sounding, Longwood. Exactly. So somewhere there will be Longwood. As opposed what, to Orlando. Right. <laughs> right. Or Winter Park. Winter Park. That's now, not too bad. Longwood. And so there will be... That will be like the free city of Greyhawk. And that's where we will reside. Right. And, and it will be the place of learning and culture and indeed and zombies and skeletons yes. and serving people. Yeah, we'll and, figure that and out. Trolls and everything else. It's yeah, uh, it'll be amazing. Yeah, we will have to come up with quarters. You know, they have like the wizards area, the districts. Oh, and oh, well, that's a whole other thing too. Oh, yeah, draft. Oh, yeah, you mean act like figuring out what the city of Longwood is like? Right. Well, all of these, like the clubhouse. Remember when mm-hmm. they sell clubs? Right. All these. Cities. We already actually have a lot of stores. Right, we have the stores. The what was it? The um, something with the the Gorgon, the Gorgon's Tale. The Gorgon's Tale, the House of Clubs. I have I have a whole list of them. Right, those will all be. So that's another project. I'm not sure. I don't know if that. That's the project you're working on. <laughs> you got Go Delicious, and you have that. I'm trying to see where. I, I don't have it here, but you, we, yeah, there, I have a list of the the ones that I recall. I'm sure right. I'm missing some. And so we will send out information well you know you know what to submit 
Well, you know, until you know how big your region is, you probably don't want to submit anything. But, of course, just like in the... It's going to follow the same thing as the Gazetteer. With one exception. <laughs> okay, one exception. And I was really stunned. I think you need to identify your... You need to identify what your government system is. Remember, we did that. Oh, yeah. Remember, there's a list of different... I, think, dis- I thought they had that in there. Well, they have, you have your population. Now, you may want to wait until you've selected your location because you know how big I guess it is. I need to pull out my Greyhawk thing. Can I see the rest of it? Oh, yes. <clears throat> I think this is, remember, this is the folio edition. It's just, oh, I, I think I have the expanded edition. Well, when it, it's, it's, you it's, sure you have all the parts? It's 1981. No, I don't know. Maybe I got ripped off. I bought this on eBay. I just have the Gazetteer. The Gazetteer has population. So you need, you know, oh, wait, that's, hold on. Is this the one that has shows the alignments? I don't remember. Okay, so like here's the duchy of, oh, here's like the hold of Stonefist, very famous. So it has whoever controls it. So you'd have your title there. So you don't get to change your title. Like Correct. here. But you have to fill out your government. I thought that in the other one they had. So. There's a capital, population, demi-humans, humanoids, resources, and then a description. Now, it probably is in the description. Yeah. But you're going to want to make sure that you identify what type of government. And this is going to get confusing because, well, what happens if it's a democracy? Who are you? Right. What's your title? You know? What are you? Well, it could be a representative monarchy. Well, I guess people have to figure that out. We can't figure <laughs> that out for them. We can only do so much. We're very busy. Right. So you have to figure it out. It just has to make sense. But you are, you obviously have some role, probably, right? <clears throat> Who? Who's we? Well, look, some have his most lordly nobility. But then others don't have it. Oh, well, you know, uh, we should put... Uh, There's going to be areas that are unclaimed because we want to get more money. Right. I'm sorry, we want to expand. Right. As, as, our, as our knowledge of the grog world increases. Right. And we'll work out the details later. But so, get excited, folks. I'm excited. I think it's, when you told me about this, it was a great idea. Thank you. You, you had a flurry of activity this Well, that's week. what I do. I generally... Either so James never hears from me. Is it because you're drinking, or what? What is what? Uh, what spawns or spurs this amount of creativity? I'm in a good mood. Mm. It's rare. I like it. <clears throat> and then great. I send James like t- twelve ideas at once. And this one I like is it's very little work on my part at this point. But I'm. At this point, yes. We'll, we'll see what happens. So, yeah. uh, I have sage advice. Is the next thing we're doing? Oh, wait, we're going to do the presents. Oh, that's right. Because forty years ago. All right. So here look, we go. you got to read the. Uh, the ghost of Christmas past. Two. Jimmy. Did uh, you go by Jimmy back no. in... No. <laughs> Wait, you were James at 13, too? No, I was... I, it was even... Should I, re, should I reveal this? It's up to this? you. It's up to you. I don't know what the... So is. I'm going to reveal this because... So back in the day, there was another, nick, another name for James. was Jamie, right? Okay. But then the Bionic Woman came out. Oh, Jamie wait. Summers. I think you actually told us his story. So my mother would call me Jamie. I'm like, don't call me Jamie. It's oh. James. That was, it was terrible. That ruined it. That's it too bad. It. But that's all right. So you were Jamie. All right. So when did you start? When, when the Bionic Woman came out, you stopped being Jamie? Well, no. My mother always called me that. She didn't care. But, but were you called Jamie by the by? Other no kids? one else. It was always James. Always. 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 At least past elementary school. Okay. I got it. So by this, by 1981, oh, yeah, clearly your friends James. would know you as James. Right. Okay. But see, I was the ghost of Christmas past. See, that's now... So again, going back to um, so James is interesting because uh, James in Greek we, we always thought it was Demetrius, the, the American Greeks, because Jimmy was derived well, Mimi 
is Demetrius, is the nickname for Demetrius. Mimi became Jimmy, became James. That's what, but that's really not how it is. Can I have access to the crickets, Sam? Sure, here you please? go. Absolutely. Or, oh God, no. no. You, get them all, you get them both. So I'm going to open this. Please I'm do. Open it well, as soon as I give you your gift. So I have, I have two gifts for you. Wow. I bought one, and then I'm like, I think he has this. So this is going to be fun. This could be awkward. Okay. So you look at that. I okay. think you have that. And then I'm like, oh, I love crap. the wrapping on this. Yeah. I, well, I didn't realize we we're exchanging gifts today. Oh, that's true. I shouldn't. So I that's not fair. No, it's not your fault. So go ahead. Well, we didn't know. I didn't tell you, but we did it last year on the air. So I feel like you have this shirt, but I saw it. And I wanted to get to it for you. I don't think I. No, I don't have this shirt. Okay, good. I have another one, but I I w like to have different ones for for the the, the, the Easter, Easter special. That's right. So for those listening. This is a shirt that says, it's just an ordinary rabbit, isn't it? It's got a, a little fluffy rabbit. And then on the back, it says, we'll not risk another frontal assault. That's rabbit's dynamite. Thank you, Jay. This is perfect, James. Oh, good. It's so I was, thoughtful. I got it. I'm like, oh, I hope he doesn't have this one. I don't have this one. I have a different one. But as you know, our fans, of course, expect me to have a different right. rabbit shirt. And I bought for myself for that day. Fleshwood, we're already planning, planning for, for, for Easter, special. Easter special. I can't wait for and that. And on the back it says, you yellow, you yellow bastard, come back here and take what's coming to you. I'll bite your legs off. That's hilarious. There you go. It's got a severed arm. Severed arm, blood everywhere. Nothing says Easter like a severed arm. So this is very exciting. So we're going to have, we're already looking forward to our Easter special. Right. So Easter special. So... Because you, I wasn't sure if you had that, I got you something else. Oh, okay. So I'm going to open my gift while you open that one. Well, I need my keys up here. I need something to open this. So oh, yes, of course. Now, now you remember I told you. Yeah, see, that's exactly. Oh, this probably cost you $1,000. I don't know. Do they even make these things anymore? No, they actually do. This is new. It's like $9. Oh, it's a they're new still making. Stunningly, they're still making them. Why? Well, to, for our listeners, let them know what you just opened. I, have, I am now the proud owner of a Dymno. <laughs> Organizer Express embosser, uh, and an embossu or an impressor or a gravator. Right, gravador. Grandeur. Grandeur. Si. Grandeur. <laughs> and I can do multicolors, except these are black. But I can go spend my money. And for people who don't know what you're talking, this is a label maker. It's a label maker. So we, back in the day, back in the day, I don't know if this one has it. My I, my books from 19 early 80s. Still has my name embossed with the Dymo. It's really held up because usually they, you know, they they weren't that that right. prominent. The white there, it was kind of hard good. to see at times. Maybe because you had to really, you had a good grip, James. Uh, yeah, just you're a guy. You're angry. <laughs> this one's kind of faded a little bit. But that's still pretty good. But that looks a little bit more like I would understand. That's the way mine started. And so what I thought we would do, so these are these black labels back right. in the day. That was very common. It wasn't Absolutely. just you. Right. What I thought we would do, James. That this, was a sign of permanence. This is a little bit like a gift to our fans, too, and let me explain why. Okay. What I thought we would do. Oh, God. Here we go. Go ahead. No! I'm a flurry of ideas, James. Yes. Is you yes, of course. would bring this to GrogCon. Oh, and I could just sit there at the table and just label... Yes. Label people's books. Yes. If people want, bring your books. Bring your one e-books. I'm glad you brought extra of these. And what you can do is, if they want their entire title label, <laughs> a label, <laughs> title, no. you would sit there, 
and you would label. I can tell you if I have to label something, it's going to be something you're not going to like. I'm going to label the wow. books. I'm well, just going to tell you. Maybe it would just be like a representative part of their names, right? Like the belligerent, whatever that, right? right. The belligerent baron. I, well, I will say this. I will allow, if someone wants to put their full title, they need to put They themselves. can use it. Right. But you will do, will you agree to do at least two names from their title if they sure. come up? Sure. Okay. So basically, if for some of these people, it will take up their whole cover. Their, if their titles are so long, it's yes. just going to fill up the whole thing. That would hurt your hand. Well, I, I'm going to, I also, in my spare time, I'm going to, because some of these, like Kenny's, I'm going to have to cover Kenny's to say this is mine. So I have to label my other Right. Ones. Because you're right, because that would hurt your hand. Your hand hasn't hurt that much since you were a teenager. Right. It gripped, I have a strong grip, too. So <laughs> Because of the Dyson. That's right. Because <laughs> of the label, man. I, I was busting out labels all the time. What are you was, doing in there? I'm, I'm making I'm, labels. Mom, don't come in here. I'm making labels. <laughs> you said you were making labels. <laughs> okay, I haven't opened. I need. Does this come with a. But you need you need, need somewhere to open, to open it. it, James. No. All right. So, don't I, forget to bring that. I didn't think it was that difficult. Well, good. I'm so glad you didn't have the shirt. I saw. I'm like, oh, that's damn. no. I did not. Don't forget to bring that to the show. Apparently, apparently, I'm, I've got more crap to bring. Apparently, to the show. I'm not driving home either. No. Okay, I found my keys. Okay. Ah. Here we go. This is very exciting. Oh, it's open. So. If people want to practice their grip, they can come. If they want to strengthen their get hands strong, yes. they can come do that. Yes, if they want to. Yes, so that will be there. So don't. It's from years of guitar playing. This is how I became a good guitar player because I was doing labels. It gave me hands strong. Oh, strength. interesting. And you are the person to be doing those labels because I've seen your labels and they're pretty amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. So. Oh, I was going to get this for you. This is oh. awesome. We were going to actually end up switching this. I'm so glad. You know, I almost bought this last night. So what I've done is I have just opened a box that has the book Game Wizards right. by John Peterson, the epic battle for Dungeons and Dragons. Heard great things about it. Saw it. Actually, I read. I have a copy, so you don't have to buy it from me. Perfect. So <coughs> thank you so much, James. This is very thoughtful. And I believe, and John Peterson does, he does... Uh, Game me at the edge of the world. Whatever the world. Yes. We've used, I've looked at his material. Yeah. We use it for the illusionist. He is a D&D historian. Well, I think he's a gaming historian, and, and he takes the rigor of uh, his, you know, people who do the same work. I mean, there's 100 pages of footnotes in here. And what's great about this is, starting on page 190, I'm sorry, on page 223, is an entire section on 1982 so we can i can use this to talk about next year about what was right. happening in 1982 so I, thank you very i saw thoughtful. that and i'm gonna i'm reading it as well so we can share change notes so basically i get to read an enjoyable book and wear a cool t-shirt and you get, get to, to label people's books i get books. to strengthen my hands and label books yeah that's that's about right thank you very much all right that was that was very cool and what i want you to do Yes. Is while you're gonna have to multi-tap. Now you're never gonna be able to open that. You would need scissors because I wanted you on the air at some point while we're doing this. You have to multitask. Because I would want you to do like Danny Gourmet. Oh, he's gonna try to open. Oh, 18 strength. Let's see if you make your strength. What's your? What was your strength? It was like a. Oh, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Four. You should make this. You could actually do Dan. Can you do Danny Garmansky for me? So basically, I've gotten you a Christmas present and put you to work. Yeah, that's about Wow, it. it's out. You're like the Hulk. This is, hey, when we, when you had Christmas presents, I want to get yes. my Christmas presents. 
Do you hear that, folks? You hear the podcast? This is quality radio. You're hearing me rip it open. Oh, and then they'll hear you label me. We actually haven't talked about first edition Dungeons and Dragons really at all, and we're now we're in. Because I wanted you to do a label for me, Danny Gormansky, and I would put that label in my player's handbook. Wouldn't that be exciting podcasting? I'm working on it. My hand hurts already. Get a cup of coffee, people. <laughs> That's a space. Oh, wow. You're on a fire. You've already got, you're already put D-A-N. What is this? Is that a space? Is that a space? Wow. Oh, it's space. Danny. All right. All right. I'm working on it. So sage advice. So you're going fast. All right. So the sage advice I've selected. You know why I've gotten good at this? Because when you have to, you like on the Xbox, you have to put peop- the kid's password in. It's long. You have to go quickly find oh, the things. You're like Netflix. That's horrible. Yeah, it's terrible. It's awful. You're on fire. So the sage advice I've selected, James. What is sage advice? Sage advice is the part of is a column from Dragon Magazine where writers and viewers like us, readers like us, could write in and ask questions about uh, games, TSR games, and they would be answered. James has already completed. I was like trying to stall for time, and James has already done. You, you clearly love. Thank you. Now, wait a second. I need to, I'm going to have to uh, cut that. We'll have to get a scissor. We're going to have to get scissors at some point. And so there it is. Danny Gormansky can be put up on, uh, can be put in my book. Thank you so much, James. Congratulations. So That's going to look so good. So I'm, I'm, I, what I should be doing is this for our new, pa- for our new patrons, I should put there, like you said. I, I, maybe I'm when I'm watching football, I'll start just doing it for everyone, like, Oh, like you're going to get ahead of the game? Right. Oh, you have until October. I have until October. <laughs> so you can have all the labels, and then... The, that's right, James. Why are you complaining about the length? You hey, start if you hey, start. hello. Why are you complaining about the length? I'm totally keeping that as a fun thing. Yes. You Thank know? you. Okay. Maybe that's why your hand hurts. That's that. The There's length enough. of the labels. The length of the labels. <clears throat> Who's complaining about that? All right. So, yes, you can have the whole all the labels then when they come to GrogCon... And then you just put them on the uh, book. I'm just going to have a lot of Chamberlains and Chancellors. I'll just have a bunch of them done. <laughs> you just start with Chamberlains now. Just start punching out Chamberlains. Okay. So Sage Advice uh, from Dragon Magazine. This is December 1981. And oh, okay. we alternate. Yes, we alternate. So we may have, you may have asked some of these. You may have seen these before. But the reason why I think this is appropriate to use December 1981 is first, well, it's December 1981. Right. 40 years ago. Second, these questions are all about the bard. Ah. And you should be able to answer this because we are finishing up today. Have you ever played a bard? So it's a bard theme. And don't you think bards are kind of Christmassy? They can be. They could be. I mean, I forgot forgot my mandolin. I should have been playing that. But go ahead. So these are all questions. But I've died in have you ever, whatever, in a bard thing. So I don't know. You're already dead. I'm already dead. So I may not do well in this. I'm a little concerned. But. Go ahead. And don't forget to, uh, I also need to do the conventions that are coming up at the beginning of the year after this. So, uh, you know what? Someone had a great idea. Jason had a great idea. He, perhaps Craig, instead of giving out the Crucible badges, he could just make some for us, label. He could, he could do that for everyone. That would be, I've also found, I didn't want to disclose this, so I fear everyone would steal this idea. But you know you can use as a font, you can download a font that is the label. Oh. So for like the, the adventure that I'm writing right now. You're just going to have it. It'll be like Dan Gormansky and right. it'll be the label. It'll look like the label. But wouldn't that be great too? We could right. do, for, just, for GrogCon people, they would have a label. 
hello, I'm. Maybe it's just, maybe you have the sticker. Right. Hello, hello I'm. I'm. Mm-hmm. And then we would just stick her on there. Or we could use, okay, whatever. I like it. This great idea, isn't it? Okay. So are you ready, James? These are questions about bards. This is an optional sage advice. Okay, it's optional. So come back, go away if you want to. Can a ranger or a paladin become a bard? We're not done. The player's handbook makes it sound as if only true fighters can become bards. Is it possible for a bard to be who is neutral evil to become an assassin? Wait, this guy's slipping in. What? He's slipping in. I thought it was like a. Well, we've said this before. If you're going to send it in, you might as well load it up. Right. Is it possible for a bard to be, for a bard to be who is neutral evil to become an assassin instead of a thief? Oh, so it is a related question. This is a very interesting question. Do you want to look at... So the question is, can you use one of the subclasses in lieu of a fighter and thief? Yeah, because you... First, what do you start as? A fighter? Yes. Bards begin play as fighters. Now, James, it is... You're, you're able to consult these books, as you know. This is um, not meant I, to be a quiz like I like, like doing that. a quiz. I want to show how sagacious I am. Okay, okay. And so they but want to... I'm, know- I'm getting the frame of the question. I want to make sure I understand the question. The question is... If, if If you are the questions pertain to, in the player's handbook, basically as you start as a fighter, you go to thief, and then you become a bard, can you replace fighter and thief with the subclasses? So basically, it's like when you want to, when you go and yes. you want to substitute out your meal. Like, right. you know the meal that says, can I substitute out instead of fries? Right. Can I get coleslaw? And this is before nowadays where you have a list of sides. This is the Happy Meal comes with the male. The only choice you had was male or female. Everything else, toy. Right. Back, in fact, back in the day, they probably didn't even have that. You just got a toy. Right. You got your fries. You got your burger. Right. Now everyone wants to substitute out. Like when Wendy's, do you ever substitute out for the drink the a uh, a uh, frosty? I do. I love the frosty. You know, and they'll and they'll, they'll let you do that. Now that's an upgrade, though. Is it? That's, oh, don't you think? Yeah. I. It's, for me, it's an upgrade. I don't know if it costs anymore. I feel like Mountain Dew and Doritos really need to play more. I'm really upset that they didn't play more any role at all in Gronkong. Well, we didn't buy it, so that's why. I, I remind me. I will buy a big bag of stuff. I'll be a big bag of Doritos. You notice how I have to remind him of Gronkong. Remind me, James. Doritos, and I will bring Mountain Dew. I know we may get in trouble. I may have to sneak it in because you may not be able to bring in stuff. Okay. Okay. I'm writing it down. Would people want that? I don't want to bring it if no one wants it. Well, you want it. I want it. So then buy it for yourself. It's a lot of Doritos and Mountain Dew. Just drink. buy for yourself. And if people want it, said they need to put their order in. That's true. No, I'll sell it at a higher price. <laughs> That's right. Gouge them. 1981. And you'll have to label your Mountain Dew so no one steals it. Yes, exactly. All right. So uh, I, I love this question. I think it's a great question. My, I think I know what the answer is going to be. The answer is no. Right. I agree with that. Boo. I agree with it, but it the stinks. An- the answer is no. I'll say the only caveat that they may give if someone started as a paladin, lost their paladinhood, and then became a fighter, perhaps they could do, still become a bard. As what? long as their alignment is supported by um, the bard, which is what, any, any neutral or whatever it is? Yeah, bard is any, you got to be some neutral, don't you? I think so. And you become a druid, right? You start clerical studies. Okay, let's read the answer. The answer to both questions is no. Yay. So thank you. So it's a yay, but a boo. I mean, yeah. it's a yay because you're right, but you're being sort of a downer. Yeah, it's a Debbie Downer. The bard description. A paladin assassin bard. That would be amazing. What's, this, <laughs> what's your support? It would be. We'll talk about it. What's your support for this? 
My Do you want to look at look at this and tell me what's your support? Because I decreed it. I'm the sage. Yeah, I know. But is it what's your like? Why would you say that that's true? What you said based upon how it's written? Can you can you discern why you are correct? No. Okay. You, when you when you hear it, you're like, oh, of course. The bar description in the player's handbook makes this clear by using the words fighters and thieves in italic type. Oh. Interesting. So it's, 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 it's italic type. The italicies make it thing. Right. A player character who intends to become a bard is not allowed to have the special skills and benefits of a fighter or thief subclass during the preliminary stages of the character's development. The special skills and benefits that the character receives when achieving bard status are more than adequate to compensate for this disadvantage. Do you have to be neutral because you're going to be a thief? You know, you can be neutral good. Is that the problem? Is that why it's got to be neutral? Because you got to be a uh, oh wait, but you're a dru- you get druid skills, but you're not true neutral. So that's very interesting. So a way to become a druid in a sense is it, without being true neutral is to be an, a bard. Yes. Okay. Uh, also, I mean it's all jacked up because you have druid spells, but you could be neutral evil. Right. So you're like a neutral evil druid is kind of right. interesting. And now we know a thief can be neutral good. So the special skills and benefits that the character receives when achieving bard status are more than adequate to compensate for this disadvantage. Also, consider the decision to become a paladin, ranger, or assassin involves making a commitment and alignment that might prove uncomfortable later in a would-be bard's career. This is especially true of a paladin, who would automatically have to undergo an alignment change and suffer the appropriate penalties for doing so when switching to the thief class. So... This is, well, why do bards have to be neutral? So, I mean, I know because it says it. But I guess so that you can't, you could be a ranger, though, and be neutral good, and you can be a thief and be, you can be the assassin, you can't be. Well, yeah, you can be neutral evil. So why couldn't I be, if we wanted to mess with it, I could be a neutral evil bard, and we could say I get to be an assassin, which would be kind of cool, assassin bard. you can't. Or I could be a neutral or I could be a ranger no, and be like, neutral good, but I can't. Yeah. Okay. Why not? Because you can't. I know you I can't. Mean, you, but well, fine. I shouldn't say it. As it's written, you can't. I understand. If you want to make it cool, yes. Sure. I I think there would be a great backstory. The pa- it's a, he starts as a paladin. He's in his youth. He becomes a fighter. He he does a fighter. Then he becomes an assassin. Oh my gosh! Well, you're really getting crazy. Right, he's just all over the place. Right, and then he settles back and he becomes a dru- He becomes a bard, which is, and he ends up being you know neutral. Right. So he just his phases. Right. He's yeah. like the kid who can't de- declare a major. Right. Right. Or he took a you know he took a philosophy class or whatever right. philosophy, whatever worldview he had coming into college gets blown away because he learns you know mind blowing things allegedly. Right. Then he you know joins a, a student union thing and. Goes another way, joins right. the guild, you know, another right. club. Or, 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 or he could have a girlfriend who's like, you know, influences him. It's like she's goth. Right. And he goes like, oh, assassin. Right. I'm going dark. Right. And then after he leaves, he finally, you know, he's got to get a job and he, he's learned a couple of guitar chords and he becomes mm-hmm. a bard. Or is this actually the path to becoming a death knight? I'm not sure. <laughs> no, that's Orcus. <laughs> okay. But yeah, that's great. Okay. So good. I All got right. that one right. Yes. Yeah, so How okay. many of these were you doing? I'm going to move quickly. When bars start as fighters, are they limited in the armor they can wear? No. 
Why not? Because they're fighters at that point. The answer, James, is no, because they're not bards yet. You are correct. Yay. Yay. A would-be bard who is currently a member of the fighter profession is treated exactly like a fighter and can use any armor or weapons while following that profession. Okay. Uh, next question. I'm trying to peer over to see if I'm right. Oh. Well, wait, where is the... Something's not... Oh, something's not... Right. Something is, all right, we'll just move along because something is not right here. Correct. Mm. You do, have you noticed that? Look, something's wrong here, right? Where is that? See, look. That's, that's, what happened here? That's the second part of it, isn't it? I get, but where's the next question? What's that? Oh, interesting. <laughs> some I think this was not bolded. Maybe when the PDF was converted, that's what happened. But Yes. Know. And look at that. There's something has gone very wrong here. Okay. A bard is limited to the use of certain weapons. However, is it possible for a bard to use a weapon he was previously trained in, for instance, a bow, perhaps with a penalty involved? Well, let's go back to the question again. A bard is limited to the use of certain weapons. However, is it possible for a bard to use a weapon he was previously trained in, for instance, a bow, perhaps with a penalty involved? So you can use it because thieves can't use bows. Right. So you're a fighter. At least you're, in first, like the Robin first Hood. edition, not later. Later they can. In the book that shall not be named. I don't know what you're talking I, about. I, I understand that. But there are people out here who don't understand that we don't go that we don't go to 1985 because it doesn't exist. Oh, you are right. This was not bolded. According to oh, okay. Well, you answer this question, then we'll go back to that. Um, I, when you become a bard, you can only use the weapons of a bard, whether you knew it before or not. You don't. You can't go back. Say it very confidently. I say it confidently. Again, this is a matter simply resolved by realizing the player's handbook means what it says. This sounds like Jean Wells, yeah. doesn't it? If it is, she, she's mean, but not... Usually Jean has a sense of humor. To, so. Oh, that's true. Well, maybe she was in a bad mood. Well, holidays, sometimes people... Are holidays, yeah. She probably, right. got, yeah, probably got this cold shoulder from Gary, so she's maybe well, taking out. A lot of people are sad during the holidays. That's right. Um, no, bards cannot use bows. Maybe this is Gary. Right. Maybe Gary's taken over. <laughs> He's like, there's nothing funny about stage advice. <laughs> this is serious business. No, bars cannot use bows because that weapon does not appear in the list of weapons permitted to the class. A character who tends to become a bard should make a point of gaining proficiency with at least some of the weapons usable by a bard in addition to skills with the weapons which a character might prefer to employ during his tenure as a fighter. A bard to be might wisely bar, decide bar to be. Bar to be, a bar to be might wisely decide to become proficient with bow and arrow to improve his chances of surviving during his fighter phase. But the use of that weapon is prohibited when the character switches to the thief class and it can never again be le legally. You're gonna go to jail. D and D jail. The Bard police are gonna come. Yes. The Bard police. The Bard police. It can never again be legally employed who, before who, who or after. the Green Police. How does it go? Say the it. dream police band, they're coming to da, da. Cheap trick, sorry. Oh, okay. It's not, I was going to say Oingo Boingo. Well, that's cool. Oh, that's that's bad, right? No, that's pretty good. Okay. According to the player's handbook, a bard is permitted to wear magical chainmail and carry a bastard sword, but a thief cannot So did I answer either. that question right? You did, so. Okay. So here's the thing. It's the same thing with clerics who are barred from using a dagger, right? The edge weapon, if you mm -hmm. use the scent. Can they, of course, can they, they can pick up a dagger and use it. Not only would they get a... They, but they're forbidden to use it. There should be some penalty I for know, it. but the weird thing about it is that I've learned it in the past. I was a fighter. Right. I wake up one day 
and now I'm a thief, and I can't use a bow. Like, how do I work this? What? And, like, the arrows well, flying. Well, of course you can. Off. So my, my point is you should, they absolutely can, but you're going to get a, a rating four on your level. Well, am I, but wait, am I getting a proficiency, a non-proficiency? You're getting every, you're getting totally screwed from it. You have forgotten it. It's like I could do algebra when I was in high school, but I can't do it now. So do I lose? The Pythagorean theorem, I did it when in high school. We all had to do the Pythagorean theorem, but I couldn't do it today. I'd be like, hmm, the Pythagorean theorem, how does that? So do I lose? So when I become a thief, I'm now just down to thief. So I'm a thief. So I can only use weapons. So there's a different way. So there's differences. I can use a weapon. I should have. And I'm proficient. I was so stupid. Have you seen the show? Yes. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm in the class and I'm proficient. Right. I can use it and I'm proficient. That's the best. Right. I'm in the class. I can use it, but I'm not proficient. Right. That's not so good. The third cat, strange category now is I can't use it at all. Right. So, like, I think Jean Wells was asked one time, can thieves use bows? And she was basically like, well, kind of as a club. Right. That's <laughs> making it people with it. So, what is that? What am I using it now? I'm not, I, I know I'm not proficient, but it's worse than that. Yes. I'm like, what is this thing? Well, it's not what is this thing. It's <laughs> the same thing with a dagger that a cleric uses. They know what a dagger is. Obviously, right. they could use it. But your deity of again using this thing, they, they would, there'd be penalties. For okay, it. but that's a, diff- that's a different business, too, though. A thief, a thief in a bow is not like you're angering the deity of thieves. This is, I'm just, this was a game balance thing, I think, wasn't it? But Gary sure was a is. game balance thing. So what happened? So, so I am, so I can't even attempt to use it with a proficiency. So I'm a thief and I see a bow and. Well, if you're a thief and you've never, you've not been trained as a thief to use bows, that's not in their skill set. So are you saying non proficiency is not simply that? So I have somewhat training. Is it above? It, it, it's worse than non-proficiency. Like, I'm a fighter. If you're a fighter, you, you're a fighter. You're generally good at all weapons. Right. So non-proficiency just to mean I'm not, like, really awesome I at haven't it. trained at it. You, you, took the, you took the, what is that, uh, uh, introductory comparative right, religions right, right. or one of the introductory, right. one of those, you know, first courses that you take. Right. Like American history, you learn all the different, right. a lot of different Here's all the swords. And, you know, they, they may spend an hour showing you all the right. swords. Right. It was a module. Right. For like right one day, and they use all the they show you all the weapons that you're able to. So do. if necessary, if I have to grab a bow, I'm not going to be great, but at least I know how to use this. Right. Thing. How do you put the bow? Right. How you, you put you the arrow the on. Beginning, you know, you, if there was a YouTube, you took you you did a YouTube class, you shot a few arrows. You said that's the feel of it. Right. What do they call that? You know, like when back when you're in grade school and, and they had band. Well, it was and wheel. They made some you, called wheel. Yeah, the, some kind of wheel class. So you took, right. Took, it's because you didn't. They didn't know. Right. So you tried the tuba, you tried the clarinet, and everything else, and eventually you figure it out. Right. right. Like Robin Hood's trying the bow. He's like, oh, I like this. Right. Then you get proficient at it. The half over is like, I don't like this. Give me a club. But if you've never used them, and you're not allowed to. Cause, okay. Because it would be the same thing like if your secondary um, skill is boyer, bo- boer, bo- bo- boyer, whatever. <laughs> Why did you pick a word you couldn't pronounce? Because right, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Randor. <laughs> um, but you're a cleric, but you, in the past you were a Fletcher. I'll use that. Well, you would think you would know something about shooting a bow, but you're not allowed to use it. So, okay, so what happens then is, is when I become a thief, so if I can't well, use it as a fighter, bar, now you're a thief. I can't, now I'm like the, the restrictions. Right. And so I just can't use it. 
Correct. The doi. But you can't use it because it says in the in the dual class, if you use it, you don't gain any experience. Okay. That's the pro- that's the penalty for you. Of course you can use it, you'll get no experience. Right. Which is almost as bad as level drain. That's why they never do it. You the cleric is right. he's, he's trapped in a corner, he has a dagger. He, he, I, I, you're going to be, you're surrounded by orcs. I'd rather die than lose experience. Right. So it's just a big zero. I'm just right. generating that. The meter's off. I'm walking around. Okay. Yep. Fine. According to the player's handbook, a bard is permitted to wear magical chainmail and carry a bastard sword, but a thief cannot use either. Can a bard employ these things while using thieving abilities without penalty? So now I'm a bard, James. I am now a bard. Bard. Yes, you are a bard. You're th- and you're trying to do thieving skills. Yes, and I have magical chainmail, and I'm carrying a bastard sword. Can I? Can I use? And can I engage in thieving skills without penalty? So, in other words, I've, the, the sword is the sword is touching me. James. <laughs> the chainmail is touching me. Yeah, I, I'm going to say that you you can you can't wear it magical chain. Oh, because we're going to talk said about it. Mag- magical chainmail. Because we—that's about encumbrance, which we're going to talk a little bit about later. Mm-hmm. So it's technically, if you depending on which version of the DMG you're listening to, there's no encumbrance for magical chain. So what are you going to say? I'm going to say yes, you can, because a bard is a special animal, and it, you can do whatever you want. You're on fire. The answer is yes. Now there's an assuming, but okay, is yes. Assuming, of course, that the bard has attained proficiency with the sword. That makes sense. So apparently, if you haven't attained, if you haven't attained proficiency of the sword, but you're wearing the sword now, I can't do thieving skills. Right, you, you're in the dungeon. You find Excalibur, the bat, and you, as a magic, as a treasure, and you're taking. Oh, now I can't do any thieving skills. I got to well, keep putting it down. Maybe part of your becoming proficient is like how to like put it appropriately. So. How to store your weapon? Yes, that's how right. To, that's probably strap, the very first how thing. To strap down your weapon. That's like the first boring thing. You know how like when you take music lessons, the first thing is probably very boring. Yeah. The first day, that's probably like the weapons, like. The first thing you need to do is learn how to properly store your sword. This, really? I want to cut someone's head off. This is, uh, there are many like this, but this one is mine kind of thing. This is for fighting. This is for fun. Full Metal Jacket came out oh, sorry. later. Yeah, so. sorry. That's fine. All right, so I won. Okay, one of the significant benefits of becoming a bard is the ability to use armor and weapons not normally usable by a thief and still be able to perform the various thieving abilities. All that's necessary to properly play a bard with respect to this is to interpret the player's handbook literally. A bard is able to use any of the armor and weapon types listed as permitted to the class, and a bard is able to function as a thief of the level which the character attained while pursuing that profession. Nothing in the description given in the player's handbook puts any limitations or restrictions on either of these characteristics. The bard is an exceptional character class for truly exceptional characters who are able to attain and accomplish things which are beyond the ability of normal characters. Yeah, that's angry. Yeah, that's very angry. Angry advice. <laughs> That's what we call it, angry advice. It is. All right, have we done enough of this, or do you want any more? Oh, let's do one more. Okay, I'll do short. Now, I think this is do X. This is, it sounds like do, D-O-E-X. There's no space. Do fighters, like fake. Do? Do, do X. Do fighters. Do X fighters, such as bars, keep their exceptional strength when they become a member of another class? I think we've asked all these questions before, but this is a good one. I'm enjoying the refresher. This is a great question. Do they keep it? They keep it, but they don't have access to it when they're in the other class until they get to become a bard. And I think. And then it comes back. Then it comes back somehow. <laughs> as far as I know, I think. This whole class needs to be thrown out. But this, this is so first edition. This is so I said first it, edition. And these books kill me. These books kill me. Okay. 
I think you're probably going to be right. No, because you said no, they lose it when they become right. When they become a thief, they lose it. No. For bars, this is a case of giving up something to get something else. Yeah, I was wrong. I didn't know if they got it back when they became a Well, let's find bar. out. I'm not there yet. Let's see. No character who is not an actual member of the fighter class, oh, can have exceptional strength. But when the ex-fighter becomes a bard, oh, he does gain many benefits which are designed to make up for the prohibition on keeping exceptional strength. The player's handbook lists 18, not 1801 or any other higher number, as the maximum strength possible for all non-fighter characters. As soon as a bard to be switched to thief class, the character becomes a non-fighter. And although there will come a time when the bard to be regains the ability to use the skills he had as a fighter, he will never again be a fighter. So he'll he'll only be 18 strength. That, that seems fair. Okay. It's being that they have 300 hit points and everything. I else. know, but so the answer to all this stuff is it's game balance business uh, to an extent. It doesn't make any logical sense. Well, and that's the problem with the way they did it. Instead, they should just, which they fix quote-unquote, in the Dragon magazine, the Bard, instead of having this triple-class craziness, just have them start out and not have all this other nonsense. Great. Real quick note. Mm-hmm. I just want to point out that Winter Fantasy Convention is coming up January 9th and 10th, 1982. Role-playing games. You're going to love this. Ready mm-hmm. for this? Role-playing games, miniature battles, Mahjong. Is that a game of some Yeah, kind? Mahjong. Remember the little tiles? No. Mahjong. <laughs> An auction... Hot dogs. Hey. I mean, <laughs> and a fun time with TSR Hobbies Gang. Why would you list hot dogs? Are you actually, you're listing all the games you mentioned. Are you actually coming to a convention because they have hot dogs? Where was this at? Where is this? This is in, uh, this is in Lake Geneva. This wow. is the TSR Hobbies Gang. I wasn't thinking about going to Lake Geneva. When I heard the hot dogs were there, it's I, so strange. I, they sold it. You sold he- me. You sold me. At the American Legion Hall, 735 Henry Street, Lane, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Admission, $2 daily, $3 for the weekend. Right to Winter Fantasy, P.O. Box 756, Lake Geneva. Tell them Dan and James sent you. For the hot dogs. For the hot dogs. <laughs> right here for the hot dogs. Come, come for the hot dogs. Stay for the gaming. gaming. Stay for or the Mahjong. Come for the gaming. Stay for the hot dogs. Get exclusive content. A behind-the-screen look at the podcast. And a chance to play with Dan and James. Support Grog Talk by becoming a patron at www.patreon.com backslash grog talk. So next thing we have, you'd mentioned to do an artifact roadshow. Are you ready to do that? I don't even know what we're doing at that. Oh, or we can start at the beginning of the next year. Okay, we'll do it next year. Because we're probably running a little bit behind. So what we'll be doing, we'll, we'll make the announcement now. Okay. We're doing artifact roadshow where we randomly roll... Uh, an artifact, and there's going to be something involved, James, I think, where you're going to have to, like, guess what it is. You'll have to identify the artifact and try to value it. It'll be something along those lines. Okay. The artifact roadshow. So you're going to come up with that. I will do that. Maybe, probably. Maybe, probably. Good chance. Well, you'll have to describe it to me, and I'll have to try right. to figure it out. Well, I remember to do that. Yes, yes but I will remember it at the last moment, driving right. over here. <clears throat> you'll drive over here, and you'll kind of figure it out. We also want to restart the hex crawl. Correct? The Greyhawk hex crawl? Yes. We started a hex crawl. Um, we didn't finish it. So we're going to restart it. And we're, to make it a little bit easier, I think we'll do the hex crawl because it was a little tough because we, we were demanding a lot from our guests to right. come on there. And, and that was tough. And to, to make it go uh, on a more regular basis, we'll just go ahead and do it. So what we're going to do with the, with the Greyhawk hex crawl, so starting next year, we will be back in Greyhawk. This is what I'd like to do, James. I would like to randomly roll... Where we're we going to start from. Can we do that? Sure. Now we have two maps. Do you want to start with? So we have letters and numbers. How are we going to do this? I literally want to like randomly roll the hex. 
Okay. Now I see this as there is one to 97. We could randomly roll one to 97 for the north-south, right? And then we also have numbers over here that are going 98. Excuse me, James, get out of the way. Oh, sorry, yes, or take that. That'd even be better. Yeah. 98 to 170. So what I suggest we do is we roll two percentile and we cross index. <laughs> How does that sound, James? It sounds the, great. The dice. Well, part of it is you have to figure out how you're going to select these hexes, right? That was. Oh well, we're just sort of. You're right. Well, we're going to sort of measure it out and we'll get close and then we'll figure it out. What do you say? Okay. Sure. Not, <clears throat> so how, how could it possibly go wrong? So what I need to do is we're going, I'm going to roll. Or you want to roll? Maybe I should because I'm closer to the dice. Hard to find. Well, because the the. Yeah, you can end up in the sea of dust. You could. There's. So you need two, there's two 170s you're going to need. And I don't know why they started with A over here, and then when they got to P6, they started doing 74. That's so what I thought we said, well, how about this? Why don't we roll a percentile dice for the north? So we're on the Greyhawk map. Why don't we roll percentile to see where we are on this one? Why don't we roll D6 to see which one we're on? 1 to 3, 4 to 6. Wait, what are we doing? You want to pick which specific hex we're on. Exactly. Specific hex. Do you want to be on this side or this side? Let's roll that first and then figure out which hex we're on. Okay, we can do that. All right. So one, two, three, we're in the east. Four, five, six, we're in the west. Right. We're in the east. Okay, good. We I come can, from the east. So I you can, can put, put that away. away. Now I see what you want to do. You want to get that away. So we are coming from the east. So now, uh, can I roll percentile? I don't know how that's going to help you, but sure, if you want. No, because it's going to tell me, like, we're going to, like, cross index. Yeah, but there's a hundred and something. Hundred. But there's a hundred here. But we start, don't we start with this one? And then we go across. Okay, sure. That sounds good. I think this will work. Just this, you know. So, 57. So, we are right here. So, we are on this latitude, James. I know the latitude now. So, now what I need is, we have 98 to 30. I need th die 36. Die 36. Oh, 12. We can do that. 12 and a 6. 12 and a 6. We can do that. What did I roll? 51? Seven. 57. This is working, James. Just stick with me. Uh, as long as you like it, I'm good. Uh, what is this? Die 36, we said? Yeah. So is this, is this one or is that one? That's one. Okay. So this is 35. Whoa. So we wait. We'd be like, this is easy. We're at 99. We're in the water. We're, yes. We are on a small... That's okay, James. We're on a small... There's many small islands and archipelagos. Mm -hmm. We are in the sea... Wait, the sea, what's the sea barons? That's we'll the land out. of the sea barons. We're in the land of the, we come you from a small look, you island. Look it up. We come from all, you know what? Should we be the closest city? We should probably be the closest city. Should we be from Oakenheart? We are from Oakenheart in the land of the sea barons, okay? Okay. So that's where we are. We are in Oakenheart. I wrote it down. In the land of the sea barons. Wow, we're like on the very eastern part of the world. We're really going to be hex crawling it all across. Yeah, depending on which way we go, absolutely. Okay, there it well, is. Well, we should look in the gazetteer about the sea barons since we're doing it, at least okay. letting people know about that. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to leave this. I have a gazetteer. You should take it with I me. I will take this with me. But then you can look up sea barons if it has something in there for you. And while you're doing that, I can look up the sea barons um, shield. Oh, very nice. If they have one. Number Here. 44. Sea Barons, 15. 44 in the front cover, I'm going to assume. Yes. Nope. 
the rear cover. So I'm on page 15 of the World of Grey Gazetteer. Sea barons. Here's the sea barons. They're like a skeletal fish. Oh, that's awesome. No, it's not a skeletal fish. It's just a fancy fish. Oh, yeah. I like the skeletal I, I fish it was better. I skeletal, but it's not. Oh, you're right. It's just a silver kind of fish. Okay. The arty power spread to the islands off the shores of the gull cliffs, where the newcomers mixed with the flanay. The overking eventually appointed certain nobles to baronial island fiefs, four in all, instructing them to build squadrons of ships and compete, for whichever their number excelled in warfare at sea would be appointed over all as supreme baron and admirals well. Baron Esperdi won the post, and to this day the high admiral of the great kingdom is a hereditary baron of that place. The four barons are virtually independent today, but still swear fealty to the overking and serve loyalty, loyally, if not with great enthusiasm. Their squadrons protect the coast from Belport to Pontovar, driving off the northern barbarian seawolves, protecting the coastal sea lanes, and fight with the ships of the Duction Lord, or piratic, piratical? Piratical? Whether piratical <laughs> or otherwise. Okay, so we're a seafaring group. Right, okay. which is how we started last time. We were on a boat. We were fishermen. We are, okay, so we're in the land of the sea barons. Okay, all right. So now I believe what we're going to do is we're going to roll up characters and buy our equipment and talk about their encumbrance? Yes. Okay. We could do that. Because we we're talking about encumbrance today. A little bit. So there were some things on the Discord. Because this is the holiday special, and you said, well, encumbrance is like Santa. Yeah, I wanted to talk about Santa. Because, okay. again, there's, he's an elf, clearly. Mm. He's a jolly elf. Okay. He's probably a thief, since he sneaks around. He's a half-elf bard. Could be a half-elf bard as well. Half- Charms children. That's true. He's invisible. He moves silently, apparently, because mm-hmm. no one sees him. Mm-hmm. But how is he carrying all this stuff? Right. That's the question. Right. Now, if you want to have a real understanding of encumbrance, you should go listen to David Thompson's YouTube. And I did listen to it. And I feel bad that I listened to it till I was like cheating. We were going to talk about encumbrance, and then I'm listening to his show to get ready for my show. Absolutely. We, okay. We steal from everyone. Got it. Yes. Why, why no, I did listen to David Thompson's encumbrance. Last night it was very good. We recommend it to you. Yes, and that'll be on the show links as well. So you have you're gonna you're actually going to use some ancient parchment. For those who are seeing, you're seeing uh, original A D and D player character sheets. We're going to use. Yes, here they are. So yes, and, and as the, you can see, golden rod. Yes, as you can see, they have hole the holes. Punched. Hole punch. It looks like they came from different. There's actually look at this. I have some. Wait a second, James. We have characters. Are these from the 80s? Yes. Oh, my gosh. We have to use them. I think we have to use them. There's a picture. Oh, my goodness. We have an entire... I have an entire... Look, it's it's Bimbo Grinwald. (laughs) Bimbo Grinwald. I love it. Bozo Klan. James, hold on a second. We don't need to roll characters. Yeah, we're going to use these. Hold on a second. Yes. All right. Okay, let me get these out. Let me... Hold on. Okay, I'm going to... Ooh, this is dangerous, James. I'm ripping this. I'm, okay. th- I'm this guy. Who, Wait, I, I, hold this... on. Don't be too quick to pick. This package, so I bought this off of eBay or, or something. Why are they all in the... Why did he not or she not remove them from this package? Because these are probably permanent records. She didn't, they didn't want to lose. Oh. 
Okay, I am ripping them up, as you can see. I do not care. So he, we've got a lot of characters. It's possible, James, these are actual characters from the 1980s. Okay, so I will take back, hopefully I have one of each. I still have one of each uh, character class. All right, so for those who are listening who are bamboozled, Dan has an, an original Advanced Dungeon Dragon player character record sheet, product ID 9028. And as we were looking through them, a number of them were pre-filled. So why are we going to re-roll when someone has done all the work for us? Yes, and I think all of these are level one. No, this one's level five. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and I think this guy's level... Two? Nine. Nine. It's hard to say. Okay, so let's, uh, let's read the choices. Okay. Let's just randomly pick them. You just want to randomly pick? Okay, you don't know the choices? That's fine. Go oh, ahead. we can randomly. Well, let's say what the choices are, and then we'll randomly. How many? We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight. Nine, of course. We have nine. Zero means you don't count one. Sounds good. <laughs> Please be zero. Double zeros. Please be, Please zero. be double zeros. <laughs> okay. The first one is. In in a walled say through okay in a walled say through say through I think that's a Y say through say through a level five fighter which would be pretty nice Catic evil and there's actually a place of origin wait Bar- Barrier Peaks is that in Greyhawk yes the Barrier Peaks expedition to the Barrier Peaks oh it's- my goodness. Uh, wait, place of origin, Necronomicon. What is that? Is that a gaming convention? <laughs> the next one is Uroa Maritum. Oh my goodness, what? this is great. You, you're going way too fast. We got to do each one individually. Okay. History. He crossed out debts owed obligation for history. Ingwal is the son of a veggie pygmy and a female adventurer. <laughs> this. <laughs> This is amazing. You, you want this one? Yes, of course I do. He's <laughs> half big me. We need a game with these guys. We need to find this person. It doesn't have their name. It doesn't have their this is a sh- Wait, hold on. Oh, no, there's nothing in here. We don't know. Who did I buy this from? I need to like... Half pygmy, half human. What's a pygmy? Monster Manual 2. Really? Okay. It was actually in the bear pair. That's, that's why this makes sense. Because in Barrier Peaks, the, the Veggie Pygmies are in the expedition <laughs> to the Barrier Peaks. So the only thing I could think of is they had an adventure in the Barrier Peaks, and one of them got captured or fell in love with the Veggie Pygmy. <laughs> I love it. It's a true campaign. <laughs> yes. This okay. is so. It's like the sun. I, I, I feel like I'm going to take this one, but. You really hope. It's going to be random. Yeah, we got to roll it. Okay, so this was Urqua Maritum, is a human ranger. Um, place of origin, Necronomicon, and um, he went to a game there's game. not here. You look no, to see if you see anything no, exciting. There's no, not a lot not on a whole there. Lot here. Huh? There's not a lot on there. I, I, I'm not feeling this one. <laughs> He's boring. Well, they'll die and they'll get another one. Okay. Human, uh, no, Hymac Zemachium, which a human paladin. Also, place of origin, the Barrier Peaks, James. Okay. This is, is this his father? No, no, because it's a female adventure. I don't think it's a female, is it? Is it a female? No. It could be his mother. Could be. Does, okay. it, does it say gender? <clears throat> Where's gender? Is it supposed to be gender? I thought there was. Your name? 
Oh, and unfortunately, see, player name is not filled out. We don't have any yeah, player names. We don't name. have player names. That's a shame. It's lost to history. Okay. There's not a lot yeah, of. This is mail. It's on the back. Oh, okay. Now this one comes with a, a drawing. Ooh, that's a good one. This is this is Serdic Sinwise. Patron deity is Confucius. Ooh. It's a human fighter. Religion is Confucianism. And here is there's the drawing. I'll I'll hold it up for the. <laughs> it's pretty good. I don't know if you can see it, it's but it's pretty good. <clears throat> it's okay. Better than me. Okay. Oh, here. Wait a minute. Has <laughs> this? I'm only keeping the good ones. Oh, has okay. very deep set eyes, looks very oriental, has a crew cut. Okay, this seems very inappropriate. What's well, not? It looks very oriental. Well, oriental, that's not the word we use. Bizarre shaped ears, nervous twitch with eyebrow. <laughs> okay, well, I appreciate the. Oh, wait, but this gets better. For some reason, weakness is fear, because this is on, the, on this thing. Yeah. Meeting Chiang Kai shek. <laughs> it's a fear. <laughs> Why is meeting the Chiang Kai shek a challenge for him? Maybe he's, maybe, I don't know, maybe he's a communist well, or something? We're from the East. Uh, yeah, this works out perfectly. Well, it's your choice. So he, but you want to keep her or not? No, well, he's definitely a keeper. <laughs> okay. He's got a twitch. He's perfect. Okay. Now we have Bimbo Grinwald. <laughs> Bimbo Grinwald is a human cleric. Patron deity is Kishijaten from Greyhawk. Oh. Neutral good. See if there's anything interesting. No, you take a look. Unfortunately, yeah. there's not a lot of... But the name is good. Yeah, Bimbo. I'll let you decide. Grinwald. Well, he's, he's, those two are... They're two, they weren't filled out. Okay, and this has no stats. This is Bozo Klon. <laughs> but there's no, I, there's no stats, there's James. That's no okay. <laughs> Bozo Klon. Just, just didn't work. It wasn't feeling. Okay. This is just, oh, just one name. Okay. Ma- Madoc. Madoc, okay. A half-orc assassin. Patron deity is Shakak. Neutral evil. Level nine from the great kingdom. There is, oh, he's got 40,000 gold. He's loaded. 40,000 gold pieces. There's not a lot of info, so I'll let you decide. I'm going to put him on, the, on this thing. Okay, we have... Because a- we have two good characters. I mean, those are, those are good ones. Okay. Uh, we have Den... Canaan, human magic user, Hectate. Hecate. Hecate, yep. Uh, he's from the Valley of the Sage. He's neutral. And we do have a drawing. He has a lot of magic items. You know what's very upsetting? No one's without their will. No, no one's right? no without their, their will. Why they're are people not filling out their will? They're so confident. Nope, no, no one. will. Okay. Uh, now, we do have a drawing. Now, I don't know if he showed. Show the drawing of the other guy. There's a lot of spells here. This is so, perfect. There's a drawing. Wow, he's got a lot of spells. Well, because he's 17th level magic user. Wait, 17th? Oh my goodness. Well, you know, if that's the role. Well, you decide whether to keep him or not. You can have fun with the 17th level magic user. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Next crawl. Is 17th level magic user? Right, he's, in the, he's in the he's list. He's in? Okay. Yeah. Another just one name. Farrakh. Another drawing, Farrakh. He is, oh, I like this, a human illusionist. Patron deity is Nana Sin. He's from the Valley of the Mage. Do you know the Valley of the Mage? Is that something? Yeah, it's a place in Greyhawk. This is perfect. Well, then, should we be starting? No, I guess. We're starting in the middle of the ocean. Okay. We're in a boat. 
Oh, okay. By outside, we're just outside of Oakenheart. We're in a boat. Okay, got it. Yeah, we're in. Yeah, we're in the the water. Okay, so he's chaotic good, and there is no. He hates chromatic dragons. So here, take a look. And we have a drawing. I think this is well. He's eleventh level. So okay. So we have a seventeenth level, eleventh level, a first level, and a fifth level. So we, oh, it's four. <clears throat> so shall we randomly roll? Right. Okay, so do you want to roll for yours, and then we'll go down to three. So you roll a d4, do you want to do yours first? I'm not really, but okay. One, two, three, four. Two. Who are you? I'm the 17th level magic Okay, user. so that's you. <laughs> and now I've got three, and I'll roll a d6. Oh, I better not be the guy who's afraid. No. Okay. Check, I, mean, I better not get one or two. I'll be so angry. Five. I am Ferric. Oh, me, you an illusionist. That's this right. is perfect for me. I'm 11th level. Wow, we're pretty powerful. Okay, so there's those. These that were turned. But the half veggie pygmy. He's okay. got to be in a. He's got to be in a game. Somewhere. I'm gonna leave these. Well, what we may die. I'm gonna leave these with you, because we may want to run these later. So these will go to the Grog Talk Studio, right? Right. I'll take the blank ones. And now we need to, we need to do our encumbrance. And so these this I'm AC ten. At 11th level, I have 20 C hit points, 27 hit points. I have a, fami- I have a, wait, why do I have a familiar or pet? I have a pseudo dragon. Oh, how'd you what get do you that? have? I don't know. I do. Did he just roll this up or did he actually adventure up to level 11? I don't know. It says my AC is 10 too, but I have bracers of defense of something a bag of holding, a freak bottle, wand of fear, wand of cold, crystal ball with ESP, three pearls of power. Wind of paralyzation, a folding boat. That's awful convenient. That's where we're in. We're in oh, the folding no, no. boat. No, no. Look. Okay, we're in a boat. Oh, no, no. I got better. Look what I got. So do I. We have two warships. Two warships, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're invading. <laughs> we have warships. We have warships. We're going to sail. Oh, we're going to sail around Greyhawk. Right. It's not the hex crawl, it's the hex sail. It's hex sail. I love it. So, Ferric. So this makes perfect sense. It writes itself. Den Canaan and Ferric. Den Canaan and Ferric are in the sea. We're like bar- sea barons. We are the sea barons. We're the sea barons. This is amazing. Do this, we have followers? I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. All right. You're going to have to figure out how much of this we're going to do. Because you've already mentioned followers. Now we have a ship. Well, I don't know. Do we have followers? We have two ships. No, we don't have a follower. We're just on a ship. Well, we have a crew, but they're not like going to okay. be fighting. They're just taking us around. Okay, so we have a crew. Because this is really the adventures of Ferric and Den Canaan. Den Canaan, yeah. Den Canaan and Ferric. These really are adventures. And we, so, we, so we need ships and a crew. Right, so we have ships. <coughs> right, and so we're going to start sailing. We're in the middle of the water, and then we'll decide where to go. And we'll figure it out. And we're just going to wing it. We've just departed out of Oakenheart. And I want to make it clear. I think we should do no prep. <laughs> And that goes without saying. Right. And they maybe we'll alternate, like, who is DMing? Right. Okay. And no prep. Right. So it's just completely wing it. random. Love it. And okay. we'll, we're, it's a set amount of time. All right. Let's figure out. Is it one to three? You're going first, four, six. Is DM? Yeah. Got it. Okay. I'm going first. Okay. So you're going to start. So you know where we were. We were south of Oakenheart in the water. I'm on a boat. And, um, well, and it's completely random. So I'm playing and DMing. It's basically, we're doing like a solo adventure. I'm just going to roll out the things and then adjudicate what they do. Okay, you handle whatever. Exactly right. However you want it. That's right. Because you should randomly roll encounters. How do we'll, we'll figure out? We'll, we don't need to talk about it while we're doing it here. Yep. We can talk about how we move. Is it random movement, or yep. what is it? Okay. The Adventures of Den Canaan and Ferric. 
Yes, and you may want to take these and post these. I will. I will. Right? I'll, I'll, I'll put them on Discord so people can have them. Yeah, so they can play along at home. All right. Excellent. I love it. Two mages. Yeah. Two mages on, on, with two ships. We have two Wait, vessels. The most important thing, what are our alignments? This is how we get to play this. What you're am I? chaotic good. Oh. I'm neutral. Oh, man, you're better. You're selfish. So, but I'm trying to get... So, <coughs> like, Fafrin Grey Mouser. Like, Fafrin Grey Mouser. All right, so I'm chaotic good. So I want to kill some men. And we're both in the Valley of the Maid. Oh, by the way, how much, how much gold I have? Wow, I have 75,000. I have a million gold. Where is this million gold? Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Wait, I, must have a, I must have a barge <laughs> behind my ship. Yeah, that's the other one. That's the other warship. It's just carrying the money. I don't, yeah, I, I have to figure that out. Boring company. Oh, yeah, it's got to be put in a bank. Don't we need to put it in a bank? We gotta find a bank. That's the first we gotta do. Yeah, we gotta buy a kingdom with a million gold pieces. Yes. Maybe we've been exiled. Mm. Right? Maybe we've been exiled. Yeah, come up you guys come up with our backstory. Why yeah, you know, why are we why are we hex sailing? Why are we hex sailing? Why are we leaving Oakenheart? Is headed, there headed out? We've been exiled out of Oakenheart. Is there a way to go? We're not like it's just in like a little bay. Can we like go around? Like how yeah, far can, can we go around? Yeah, you can go around. Can we? I need to see this now. CJs, I'm already oh. energized. <laughs> is this the east? Yes. Okay, so we are in. I believe so. So we are here. Yep. We are here. So you can go this oh, way. Oh, wow. And then that's Absolutely. How you get the yeah. Or we could go north. And then, well, okay, got it. All right. And then a river. All right. Well, we better go south, James. We got to go south. I feel like we would go to the free city of Greyhawk. That's where we would want to go. Well, there's a long way. This is like the. Uh, Oh, we need to name. We need to think about name of our boat. That's right. Yeah, that's right. We need, I need to set up a crew. Name of the boat. Yes, oh, and I got to post them on the Discord. So I have a ship, and you. I have a warship, and you have a warship. So I get to name my boat too. Yes. And have my crew. Okay. Yeah. So we need names of boats. Right. Right. Okay. I have a warship, a small galley. I love this warship, small galley, and a wagon. <laughs> I just have a warship. You don't have a wagon? Nope. You can't afford a wagon? Nope. I, can't. I have a million gold pieces, but I don't have a wagon. No wagon. All right. So now we need to figure out our encumbrance. Oh, I, my experience points is 2630005 I love it. Okay. All right. I, yeah, so I will take this sheet with me, though, because I, I need to know about my character, right? Absolutely. So I will take this with me, because I'm fair, because I'm very excited. Okay. okay, let's do this. Before you do that, Yes. give me that. Oh, excellent. You're going to take a picture, yes. Take a couple pictures. Please do. So I can get them up onto the Discord. There you go. Thank you. And the hand-drawn hand drawing pictures of the people. This is awesome. All right. So we were talking about encumbrance. We said, I have to build a wizard tower. I like that. Oh. I would want to put it. I would want to put it near Greyhawk. That's though. right. Didn't they say we read that where you come into town mm -hmm. and the magic user basically takes over the town? Exactly. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're just gonna be like, well, we're here now. We right. run this place. We'll just have to figure out where we're gonna land. <clears throat> we can be wizard in the marketplace and like blow people. That's up. what people were saying. Blast fireball. Yeah. Yes. Uh -huh. Do I have delayed blast fireball? I have so many spells here that he's not even. B I H. He 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 has initials. I have to figure out what they are. We should create an army and take over Greyhawk. Do I have Fireball? I'm not sure what? I have Fireball. Anyway. Isn't that hilarious that I'm an illusionist? Okay. That is perfect. The dice don't lie. Yes. Pretty good picture. Okay. So, um, we were talking about encumbrance. Yes. Encumbrance. Okay. So, I could just start with questions. 
Sure. Because I okay. Number one, encumbrance is in multiple places. Number one, encumbrance is a pain in the butt. So this is for people, I guess, who want to use encumbrance. I think most people just want to, most DMs want to make sure that you're not overdoing it as a player character. Is that fair to say? Yes. But otherwise, don't spend a lot of time worrying about encumbrance. Well, how how visceral and real a game? Yes, I will take both sides. Absolutely. Uh, Cedric's Folly? Oh, I like that. I gotta, hold on, I'm gonna write some of this down. We're getting some good stuff from Jonathan. Uh, that's right. Half Edge Adventure. That's still amazing. <laughs> well, we got, I'm gonna have to, if I'm the DM, I'm gonna have to bring these characters in here into the, there's some of the NPCs we were Oh, to. well, you know what? Could they be our followers? How low level are they? Are our followers? Some of them could be. They could be our followers. Well, the, the, the main one is Cedric. <laughs> that's a spin off show. <laughs> He's the chank. It's the, the it's the inappropriate spin-off show. And this guy, in Ingwald, Ingwald Sathrith. He's the half veggie pygmy. These two are amazing. Well, do you want them to be our followers, James? Yeah, they're henchmen. They're henchmen. Okay, fine. There well, are there on. are henchmen. They can play. That's some henchmen. So give me one. I don't want that guy. You can have Cedric. You know what the Chankai Shek? So he's your right hand man, basically. Okay. Right? He's a follower. What's his alignment? Chaotic good. Oh, wait, I'm chaotic good. He's chaotic evil. <laughs> Your guy's evil. <laughs> okay, he really should be my follower, though, shouldn't he? What? Well, the chaotic good guy. That's fine. Well, because I'm chaotic good. All right, yeah, so I get the half veggie pygmy guy. Who's. Hey, boss. Who's lawful evil? Chaotic evil. <laughs> so, excuse me. Oh, wait. So we're all. We're all, none of us are lawful. No. We're a bunch of chaotics. Well, there's a couple of chaotics. There's three and one chaotics. Neutral. Three chaotics. All right. So it's something with chaos. All right. Got it. Okay. Cedric's Folly is the name of your boat. All right. Oh, he's, oh he's like the captain. Yeah, he's the captain. I bought the boat I'm from him. I'm the captain. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Cedric. All right. Got it. All right. I'm trying to keep track of all this. This thing is going to write itself. All right. Okay. So, we're talking about encumbrance. Yes. Very quickly. Again, if you really want the definitive thing, you go see David Thompson. Can if I you ask- want our version of it. Yeah, let's just answer questions. My version is, the, our version is me asking questions because I've never it. used encumbrance. Okay. So, right off the bat, I'm confused. Can, can you explain to me the difference between weight and encumbrance? Weight is how much things weigh. Encumbrance is how much it takes to affect your ability to move and react. Right. So really what you care mainly about is encumbrance because that's it's bulkiness too. Right. Okay. So right off the bat, I get confused because on the strength table on the player's handbook on page mm-hmm. nine, there's a weight allowance. Right. And it doesn't say encumbrance allowance. It says weight allowance. It says weight allowance is given in number of gold pieces over and above the maximum normally stated for unencumbered movement. So... So, so you have to go to see movement. So is this so the weight allowance? Is this an encumbrance adjustment? Yes. Or, okay. He's using the he's using the terms interchangeably. Unfortunately. Okay, got it. So this is my, okay. So that's the first thing that confused me. Okay. So we know then that the first thing got it because it it's it's without incurring a movement penalty. So if a character could normally carry five hundred gold pieces, encumbrance. Okay. So right off I'm, the bat, I am listening. Got it. So like I have a twelve strength. Barrick has a 12 strength. So I have, I will actually be able to get plus 100 
on my encumbrance, correct? Yes. Okay. So now we need to turn, you already have, we need to go to page 102 on the player's handbook, correct? Well, 101 to 102. Which is where it talks about encumbrance. In the player's handbook, correct. Whatever you select to carry will have both weight and volume, or bulk. Equipment for venturing is necessary, but too much is deadly. In order to be able to move with reasonable rapidity and freedom, the number of items carried and apparel worn must suit encumbrance restrictions. Remember that the volume of something can be as critical as its weight, i.e. 20 pounds of feathers in a sack are cumbersome. So what Gary's telling us is that some of the encumbrance numbers is, is going to be large, even though the weight is small like a sack of bread. Right. Okay. That's exactly right. To be useful, items generally, I saw David Thomas' video. To be useful, items must, generally must be readily accessible. So this consideration must also be borne in mind. Lastly, right, so he's telling you if you've got the potion stuck in your backpack. Yeah, it's gonna take a while to a get bunch to of it. junk, <clears throat> how much, it's like a purse. Right, it's stuck in the bottom of the thing. When you how, much, right, how much stuff is in there? Lastly, as the main purpose of venturing is to bring back treasure, provision for carrying out a considerable amount of material must also be made. And I'd like to point out, as I think David Thompson pointed out too as well, and I was very glad to see that he did this, was that the player character record sheets, as you probably know, yep. have very useful information on there, including how much volume and gold people equipment can be carried in a small pouch or purse, a large pouch, a small sack or tied shirt, a backpack, and a large sack. Oh, it is on the, the inside of the cover. Exactly it's right. So that's nice. There's actually some nice information. We should do a show one day on just these sheets, on the information on this sheet. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of cl clarifying information in these extra products. Absolutely. Correct. And, okay, so how do you start? So this is where I get a little bit confused. So I know that you, you start with, okay, so the encumbrance rules are going to dictate what my movement rate is, correct? Say that again? So the encumbrance, encumbrance is going to determine what my movement rate is. Yes. Right? And now it seems to be that you really only have four movement rates, but you could have more. I mean, there's 12 inch, 9 inch. Again, assuming 12 is your base movement. That's where it gets a little confusing. That's right. That's right. Most well, normal human, demi-humans all move 12 in first edition AD&D. Assuming I'm not encumbered with anything. Correct. Right. Now, and then there's nine, there's six, there's three or four, okay? So it sounds like, I mean, would you ever do adjustments to like, well, you're kind of, you're in between, so you're 10? I mean, no. Okay, I agree with that, okay. Strength penalties or bonuses will modify these guidelines. That's where it comes in. Weight is usually stated in gold pieces, 10 gold pieces equals a pound. Volume can only be calculated from known comparisons as the size and shape of objects varies from individual to individual. But we're not gonna to worry too much about that now because when we go over to the DMG, that'll kind of help us, I think, right? Okay. Well, the, let me, the easiest way to do encumbrance, to understand how it is, if you had no strength bonus, if you had 350 gold pieces of encumbrance or less, you can move at 12. If you have 700 gold pieces of encumbrance or less, you can move at nine. And that is, that is 70 pounds. Right. That's a lot. Se well, 70 pounds of encumbrance. Of encumbrance. Oh, right. Not necessarily weight. Right. But, okay, so for example, Ferric, who has a 12 strength and is plus 100. Right, so then he would add 100 to each of these things. So normally I would be, it would be 45 gold. For him it would be 45. 35 plus the 10 pounds because of his strength. Right, right, right. Um, okay, so 
But that assumes no armor. That's just carrying crap. Okay. So now, we now need... Uh, things have weight. Right. Which you said is encumbrance. So on page 37 right. of the DMG, they weapons... Have, they have the weapon weight. And that is encumbrance. That is for the purposes of figuring out encumbrance, yes. Okay. So you, you add all that together. If you're carrying them, yes. So some of these right off the bat, like 70 pounds... Like, how much is a long sword? A long sword is 60. Like, a broadsword is 75. Right. So, right off the bat, I'm considered, that's considered heavy gear? No. Oh, why not? Because these are in gold pieces, and those are in pounds. Oh, jeez. Yeah, and again, it's not just just weight. It's the bulk of it. Oh, but wait a second. But what's the bulk? Well, wait a second. The bulk is that. Okay, that is. Well, I'm going to say it factors it in there. I got it. So I need to add, when I see that pound symbol, so this is like the inches business. Yes. When I see the pound symbol, I need to add a zero. Right. Now you can write. Yes, you have to add a zero. I add a zero. So that'll be like 350. Right. So if I had a, okay, got it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Now there is some, it's not clear here. So for instance, you could argue, I certainly could argue, like the pike all is 80 gold piece weight. It's eight pounds. It probably is eight pounds. But that thing is 15 or 16 foot long. It talks about it here. It's 18 foot long. So from an encumbrance perspective, it probably could be worth more from an encumbrance. So that's where I get confused because... But if you don't have anything to determine it by, you have to use this. Well, that's what I was confused by. Did Gary really, when he put approximate weight and gold piece, did he really mean, did he forget about encumbrance? It's hard there? to say. It is hard to say. That's confusing. I guess to keep things simple, though, you would just add up. If, if you're right. trying, add, You'd add it up. Just add it up, and then you'll say, look, if you've got a lance or a pike in a dungeon, it's going to cause you problems. Right. Okay. Now, the other part to this, of course, go ahead, keep asking your questions. I'm sorry. Well, no, no, I got, I mean, no, I was ready to turn out equipment. Okay. Well, oh, well. but the, you start with 3570, 105, and over 105. Up to 35, up to 70, up to 105, above 105. That's an encumbrance. Right. That's pounds is how far you can move, regardless of armor. Then you'd have to decide what armor you're wearing. That's what I... Right. Now are we off to the DMG? Yes. Okay. That gets confusing. Because one person could be in plate mail, even though they have 18 double zero strength, you're still moving at six. Doesn't matter. Because it says here, when you go to plate mail, it says six. Yeah, where, where, and so, wait, am I, am I going to the DMG? Yes, you are going to the DMG. And okay. And you're going, well, like, page 45. Okay. That's where I get confused. Because there is the chart of the PHB, and then it's, there it's is... the 40s. It's, it's in the 40s? It's probably less in the 20s, maybe. I should have tabbed it. I thought it was the, tw- I want to say the 20s. You were probably right. I don't know. I was here last night. I should have tabbed it. That would have made lots of sense. To the flipping and turning. But this is our show, flipping and turning. It is. Uh, um, page 27. Oh, how did I pass right over that? Okay. On the right-hand yes, side of the there DMG, it is. page 27. Armor. The encumbrance factor for armor class does not consider weight alone. It also takes into account the distribution of the weight in the armor and the relative mobility of the individual wearing the protective material. Therefore, weights for armor shown below are adjusted weights. And basically, so, and this, of course, is the DMG, which is going to override the PHB if there is. I'm not saying there's inconsistency, right. but if there is. Okay. So now, what you start with, okay, so this is going to tell you the weight of your armor. So let's say you're wearing chain mail, regular chain mail. So let's say we're not going to worry about the plus. So you start off at 
it's so, it, it weighs 30 pounds for the purpose of encumbrance. Right. And your base movement is nine. Which Regardless. May, oh, wait a second. Oh, which is different from the, oh. Okay, now I'm getting confused. So I start at nine. Start at nine. Because ordinarily I would not start at nine. Right. Oh, if I see. If you took off the armor and just carried it, you could move at 12. Oh. But look, this does say armor and or equipment of about 70 pounds or fairly bulky, and chainmail is considered fairly bulky. Right, so that's why it's fairly. It, because it's fairly bulky, that's where you get the 9. Wait, does that, do, if I start at 9, then I'm not going to, is the 30, am I including the 30? Yes. Okay, I'm including the 30. Got it, because that's its weight. Assumes, oh, and this is where it gets confused. It says assumes human size. David Thompson talked about this. So what if you're a gnome? Or a halfling. Are you adjusting that stuff? Please, no. It, what you're definitely doing is, no matter what, if, oh. you're, in, if you're in chain mail, yeah. whether you're a half-elf, right. elf, gnome, right. you're moving at nine. Got it. So I start at nine. So I'm an elf, and I'm wearing, well, no, I'm an elf. I'm a human, and I'm wearing chain mail. Yes. So my mace movement rate is nine. Right. Regardless of how much you have to weigh. Okay. I'm all fine with that. Now And then for the purpose of encumbrance... It adds 30 pounds to it. So if then you pick up a sack of 500 okay. gold pieces. Yes. So you have 30 pounds, 300 gold pieces for this, 500 gold pieces, 800 gold pieces. Your, your strength bonus is, uh, like you said, 11 or 12. You get plus 100. Yes. So you would still be at 9. As soon as you added uh, one more gold piece, you'd be 6. Oh, so what you, okay, so this is making sense to me now. So what I do is, the first thing that you really need to do is say, okay, you start with what armor are you wearing, if any. That'll tell your base movement rate. Yes. Then you start calculating all up the, the gold pieces, weight, slashing, in, whatever, armor, right. all your stuff. And then if it makes it, it can't ever make it better. Right. But if it makes it, and so not likely, I'm starting there, but the numbers still start at zero. That's and if right. the numbers Exceed add up to that. a point, right. it can only get worse, can only get worse. then I drop down. Right. And you say I drop down, what if I'm in between 105 and 70? That, like, if you, well, if you're between 70 and 105, you go to the next one. 701. Oh, you but go. you, but you, okay. Where are you getting that from? Because well, this is of about cause seventy. Because the only, the only really, well, the way I'm going from it, because it says here, over one hundred five is three or four. Oh. So one hundred five or less is six. That's a bait. You could have a. You could create a chart. Sure, that of course, you could gradiate it if you want to. But that's that's even more insanity. Right. I got it. And so strength penalty bonus apply these guidelines. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that's thank you. That was very so helpful. So in this scenario, your guy, what's his name, Frederick. <laughs> You better get used to it. We're going to be around Ferric. Ferric the illusion. Well, illusion is a terrible example. What's your other? The half vegetarian guy. Uh, oh, Cedric. Yeah, Cedric. He is a fighter. Let's say he's wearing chainmail. His armor. Well, his strength is seventeen. So let's look up the bonus for seventeen. Okay. He got kind of screwed. I wonder if they did encumbrance here. Do they have movement? That'd be funny if they just left it blank, wouldn't it? So he gets plus five hundred. He can carry fifty pounds more. So if he had no armor. Yes. He could carry up to 85 pounds of stuff and not be encumbered. Okay. 35 plus 50. The, as soon as he gets one, the way I would rule it, unless you're going to have a gradiated table, 
Once you get to 85.1 85, 8, or 851 gold piece weight, you're now at nine. So you're dropping stuff. It's like the 50 pounds at the airport with the luggage. Right. You get, you get the fee. That's it. It's, it, it's a cliff. It's a cliff. <laughs> right off. You don't see the slope. I want to see if they did. Where's encumbrance <coughs> on these character sheets? Did they do it? I wonder if these guys put any uh, encumbrance. I don't on, see well, where's on movement? I don't see. I don't even know where movement is on this thing. It's probably on the back because you're supposed to calculate. Oh, that's right. Possessions. Encumbrance. They did not. I, my encumbrance is not listed. Is yours? No. This guy's it. Well, pl- oh, he says, pl- oh, strength adjustment. Yes. Load versus move rate. What is that? Where do you see that? It's right next to encumbrance. Yeah, you load versus hum- So this, this is basically what you're doing. So on the back of these sheets, it says encumbrance, strength adjustment. That's your plus or minus. Load versus normal, which is 12, it has to be... That's your normal rate. So you calculate, in this case, oh, this, let's say... Based you, on your strength bonus. This was zero. This uh, would be 35. This would be 70. This would be 105 uh, uh-huh. greater than normal. I got it. Based on the adjustment. I got it. And then you it. would... Your normal movement would be one, whatever your normal movement is. So if your movement right. is 12, it'd be equal to 12. If it's heavy, it's three quarters. If it's loaded, it's half. If it's maximum, it's one fourth. Okay. So probably for homework, I should add up my encumbrance <laughs> for the next... For the next uh, adventure. Yes, you'll have to do it yourself, and then we can grade you on it. Right. It'll be a te- oh, that should be on our test. It should be. Right at GrogCon, we have our D&D test. D&D test. And then it'd be like, figure out, like, what's your movement range for carrying all these things? That, it could be time, too. Absolutely. We just have, that's a, a acumen. They, we give them all their stuff and their thing, they have to figure out what their movement rates are. That would be <coughs> great. Well, see, let me see. So, so, yeah, packing list. The weight of items... Stowed should also be noted to aid in determining encumbrance. Remember, the 10 gold pieces is one pound, prefers encumbrance. Encumbrance, this refers to the weight and bulk of the load carried and its effect on movement rate. Remember to add weight of monies carried to the total. If appropriate weights cannot be determined for common items, ask the DM to moderate. Strength adjustment is the additional weight permitted due to the character's strength. I think what you have to remember, it's clear back in the day, Yes. The, the, again, treasure did not count for experience until it was taken out of the dungeon. Right. So you end the module. You're all beaten up. You defeat the dragon. I'll just use that as an example. Right. You have 10,000 copper pieces. Right. You're screwed because you got to f- go multiple times and hope it's not captured. Right. And as you're carrying it, you're moving at three. And there's other, there's other detriments to being fully encumbered. Okay. Well, let's talk about that. So, what are the other detriments? The detriments are for when it comes to surprise, when it comes to running away, when it comes to charging. I don't think you can charge, if I remember correctly, unless you're unencumbered. So basically, these, these penalties are strewn throughout right. the book. Where were, you, where were you on that? Where's the first PHP chart? Page Which chart? Oh, it's page six, I think. Page six the first. for the strength one? Yeah. Oh. No, oh, yeah, wait, hang on. Oh, no, I wanted to go to the... The one where it says... It, it, somewhere it says that it can affect your surprise and reaction. Doesn't it say that somewhere? It, I'm, I'm sure it does. So, Shoot, I've already lost where I was. This is terrible. Well, here, on page 62, on the DMG, I'm just reading about surprise here. I... Pretty sure I'm trying to read it really quick. 
But I'm sure if you're if you're encumbered, you cannot uh, your dexterity doesn't work. Okay, well, you don't get your dexterity bonus. Oh, if you are encumbered. Oh, because yeah, because it says reaction initiative on page one hundred one. It says reaction initiative, and it gives an but, effect. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> that's where. It but is what too. is that? Yeah, but it doesn't tell you. It 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 just says normal or better. So reaction initiative is. Okay, this is confusing to me because... Well, this is where I'd like the online version of this because then I could do a search for encumbered, which I can't read it quick enough. Well, an initiative is part of initiative. Why would it affect your... Oh, I guess some initiative is... Yes, there can be technically individual initiative. If your dexterity is high enough. Right. That's right. Doesn't it? That's right. But they don't tell you what the penalty or bonus... Well, it's the player's handbook. You got to go by the DMG. Oh, and so the question is, does the DMG? Oh, so is there anywhere in the DMG? We're it probably about? does. It's just I'm scanning for encumbrance and encumbered. It's hard to do on a live show. No, I understand. Which is why you should go talk to look at David Thompson thing. But it affects that guaranteed, and I'm pretty sure you cannot charge if you're encumbered. Because you can't move. You certainly can't. And then if you try to escape when you're trying to evade, super hard to evade because your movement is slower. You know, and we often forget about the individual adjustment to surprise based on the decks. So on page 62, right. I forget about that. Yeah. And... On special to hit bonuses on page 67, if an opponent is encumbered, held by one leg off balance, you're plus two to hit. Oh, if they're encumbered? That's what it says. What is encumbered? Three to four? Is that three to four? What, 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 at what point are you Well, encumbered? that is a good question. At a certain point, you can't move. They say at a certain point? Right, you just can't move. You're, over, you're so... Bur- you're so... <laughs> are you kidding? Christmas story. It's like you just got... You've captured... You have so much junk. So encumbered per this says encumbered is three or four. Oh, so if you're at three, so if you're at that, then it's plus one to hit against. Plus you. two. Plus two. And so per- yeah, you're like the kid from a Christmas story. What's the, the, the younger brother who's got the big yeah you know clothes right. wrapped in fourteen clothes? Right. <clears throat> so the point is, you really want to avoid getting down to encumbered because if you you're still or you have to quickly get rid of the encumbrance. So they have examples here where you've got a sack of coins. You just want to drop the coins so you can become less encumbered. Right. I mean, the good news is if you stay at just 9-inch, your reaction is normal. Right. If you, if you don't want to mess with it, you can say the first two are just normal because it is say normal, normal, better. Then when you hit the 6 inches, it says you're slowed, so there's probably going to be a penalty on your reaction. Right. Which it is for be. surprise. Again, it's also to, you know, from a game balance perspective because everyone wants to wear plate mail. Why? Because it's the best armor class. Well, plate mail move at 6. Yeah. It should have some more penalties. Yeah. It says, re- are, what's the difference between reaction and initiative? It says reaction and initiative. You know what I mean? It's, it's weird, right? It says reaction and initiative. Aren't those, react- aren't those the factor, same thing? This is, reaction is related to surprise and mutual surprise situations. Oh, that's right. Oh, so how does it affect initiative? So I understand that, how it could affect reaction, because there's individual adjustments, you have to figure out what the diff- number is. How would it affect initiative? Is there anywhere under initiative? You can do individual possession of 
initiative, you can do individual initiative if there's ink single parties. If you remember, if there's individuals, but typically you do group initiative. Uh, yeah, so that's the weird thing is like, what and if happens? it's simultaneous, you're, if it's simultaneous, you get your initiative adjustment. Oh, okay. If I remember correctly. Yeah. This is my thought. Just, just avoid being encumbered. Right. You don't, you don't want to ignore it because then you end up like the video games where you have 14 swords. and. Right, right. That's why the armor makes it kind of a simple thing. If you're wearing plate mail, you're moving at 6. Yeah. If you're wearing chain, you're moving at 9. Yeah. If you're wearing banded, you're moving at 9. If yeah. you've got scale, you're moving at 6. Okay. All right. So... Um, you know, again, back to the magic armor, there's the Dispel Confusion, which you can go online, because again, the, what the controversy is, and I know we talked about it, in the DMG it says, in one part, it says you, you move one base higher. Uh, so if, you're, if it's magical plate, maybe move from six to nine. Other parts in the DM says it's, it's, it's weightless. weightless. And you, you, it doesn't affect your movement at all. I play it, it moves one higher. And I gotta tell you, if I recall correctly, I don't think Dispel, Dispel Confusion, I think, talked about it twice. Because they gave an answer, people were still confused, wrote in, they gave another answer. I think it still was confusing. So right. I guess at the end of the day, we would recommend DMs simply what? Pick? Yeah. Pick what? I mean, we could write into the... Uh, uh, well, the rule mouth. says both. You pick which one you want to do. Right. And it's not a house rule. You're doing it. So again, Santa obviously has a giant bag of holding. We're not going to have time to go through it because it's already 1130. Yes. So with that, um, let's roll our D10. All right, let's do it. The holiday... Ho- holiday D10. Absolutely, the holiday D10. Well, I'm super excited about this hex crawl. A lot of people are interested. So as soon as I'm done here, I'm going to... Hex sale. Hex sale. That's true. It's a hex, a hex sale. crawl. It's a new... It's a hex sale. Hex sale. Got it. Sorry. <laughs> At some point, we're going to have to bring in Carlos Lysing to like, have a battle with the... We're going to run into the slavers at some point, aren't we? Yeah. Six. That's not bad. It's good. Yeah. It came, it came together. We've had worse. We've had way worse. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so let me roll this over. Well, to all our friends and family out there, have a great uh, holiday season. Happy New Year. So, oh, not yet. Have a a great holiday season. So our plan is to, um, we're going to do, we may do some event January 8th, but if not, then we'll be back January 15th. Indeed. That is the plan. So on half on behalf of Grog Talk, I'm James. And I'm Dan. And I'm wishing everyone a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we'll see you in 2022. Take care. This is big a bushy puppy production. All rights reserved.